Hello everyone and welcome to Stuffing Around, Stuff Magazine's very own gaming podcast. We bring you all the news and reviews that really satiate the soul, I find, I think. That really help... help they satiate the soul. Satiate the soul. That, get, that gets you through the week. I'm joined today by Nick Cowan, who is our gaming editor, who is very experienced in the field. Thank you very much for that introduction. I hope I won't let everybody down. I'm sure you won't. I'm sure you won't. So Nick, without getting into... Uh, I don't care how your week was. <laughs> Neither does people. Listen. It was. It was interesting. It was very interesting, and I, I think it was probably very interesting for people on Wall Street as mm, well. Mm. Well, that's actually the last two, three weeks. Mm. But yeah. Um, so GameStop has been having a bit of an issue. Well, not, not. I wouldn't say GameStop's having an issue. I think GameStop's having quite a fun time at the moment. I think they have an issue um, because. Okay, so in, in case you don't know what we're talking about, essentially what happened in the last couple of weeks was that a uh, few multi-billion dollar hedge funds on Wall Street were shorting the stock of gaming retailer GameStop. Um, the reason being is that GameStop weren't supposed to, well, they weren't expected to do very well mm. um, thanks to, you know, digital downloads and... GameStop's the, been dying of slow death for yeah, a while now. And the pandemic didn't really help. So they're betting against the stock rising and they're making themselves some money. And all of a sudden, uh, some amateur investors... Um, on Reddit of all places. Of Reddit, on a Reddit thread called Wall Street Bets, decided to... Um, essentially mobilized the troops and they started uh, buying stock in GameStop and they started inflating the price. Mm. I think it was um, something like 6 or $8 last year and it flew up to $347 by last week, Wednesday. And then, um, it co and, and in the process, cost these hedge funds an awful lot of money. Mm. Um, and then after that happened, um, the uh, app that they were using to trade called Robinhood barred trading for like, I think it was a day. Mm. And then now... We allowed them to make trades, but only in a very limited fashion. Mm. And subsequently to that, uh, a whole bunch of lawsuits have been launched against Robinhood because they're being accused of manipulating the market mm. on behalf of their, on behalf of other institutions. Um, I'm very glad you're here to explain this because I didn't understand any of it <laughs> when it was going on. I just know there were stocks and there was uh, people were buying them and I, I, it went all over my head. Well, no, I mean, I, believe you me, I kind of took a crash course in this last week. I mean, we've got a piece on the website which we we'll link to under the we podcast. Have a few pieces detailing the entire course of events, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that was a very interesting week for GameStop stocks. Um, which kind of puts it in our wheelhouse. A little bit. I mean, we don't really talk about investment all that much, but like the fact that it's to do with a gaming company or a company that sells games, I think makes it more relevant to us. Oh, yeah, I would also point out though that like, you know, at this particular point, if you exist in the tech realm, mm. you can't really ignore this. Yeah. Because like, like I said, like the 1% have come down, well, I think, allegedly, the 1% are coming down on, on this quite hard mm. um, because I think it freaked them out. What happened? That I mean, just some random subreddit can get, can can get some get some drive to some pull behind it, and all of a sudden, hedge well, some funds random are just subreddit going. can cost Wall Street billions of yeah, dollars in a, yeah. in a month. I mean, you you, you saw probably uh, Facebook threw them off, yeah, which is hilarious when you consider the, the some of the hate speech and fa false articles that that, that just get spread around. Yeah. But the second they start causing someone to lose money, oh, now it's a problem. Yeah, anyway. I see Dis Discord also banned the yep. Wall Street bets. Yep. Uh, uh, server. Anyway, so lawsuits galore, and uh, they're getting a they're getting a movie as well, and a TV series, and a TV series. And I think there's actually two movies, honestly. Yeah, Netflix wants one, and MGM bought the rights for a book that hasn't even been written yet yeah. by Brian Mesrich. Yeah, is it Brad Mesrich? Brad Mesrich. Um, 
uh, are called The Antisocial Network. And he's got form because two of his books were turned into movies. Mm. One of them was uh, the Las Vegas story about the MIT kids who were counting cards and cost Vegas. Right, yes, yes. And that was turned into 21. And then, of course, there was the book he wrote about Facebook, which turned into The Social Network. The Social Network, network. Yeah. yes, yes, of course. But, yeah, so... Um, I so, so it was a weird week last week, put it that yeah. way. It was a very weird week. Well, on a happier note, um, I mean, whether or not you live in, you uh, work in Wall Street, I don't know how much you'll care about this, but it's yeah. happy birthday to Lara Croft. Yes, she's turning... 25. 25. She's as old as I am. Wow. Yeah, she's... Lara Croft, the woman who has been to she's probably six more continents than <laughs> I have, has has... And discovered far more than I ever will in my life is the same age as me. Well, that's not enough to make you reflect on your existence. I don't know what is. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I, I don't think that uh, Square Enix are announcing this to make anyone feel bad. No, that's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> that is true. So, so you're a fan of the Tomb Raider series? Um, I'm a fan of some of the Tomb Raider series. I think I'm a bigger fan of the reboot yeah. Tomb Raiders because I think those games are consistently good mm. rather than some of the older ones which range from being good to utter dog shit mm. and i mean angel of darkness was the first one i played and that set a very bad precedent in my head for no that's all right i mean you you started at you started um on a, on a less than beloved entry mm. you know i made the same mistake with final fantasy i started on 13 so yeah exactly Oof, ouch. exactly ouch. but like that happened said like i mean i've always always been interested in in lara croft um in terms of just an ip mm. just because it, it, it went from such humble beginnings to like now it's a huge, massive franchise huge. you know she was originally gonna be called lara cruz oh no didn't yeah which just doesn't sound as good as lara croft not even slightly but... no and it was interesting that like i because i'm i'm old enough and crusty enough to remember when tomb raider first came out mm. and then were people going oh this 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 is sexualizing games and all the rest of it and go well if you actually look at the first lara croft she looks quite hideous. Yeah. Because her eyes are where her eyebrows should be, halfway mm -hmm. up her forehead. And, you know, it was very stylish. A lot stylish. of triangles on her body yeah. as well. So it's like, where are you getting this from? I think, I think <laughs> you know, they who doth protest too much <laughs> might be the problem here. <laughs> Indeed. But I, I agree with you, though. I, I, um, I kind of reconnected with Lara mm. um, when the uh, reboots came out. Because uh, those reboots were fantastic. They were. They were. I mean, a lot of people at the time said, oh, well, they're just taking a lot of cues from Uncharted. And you're going, well, Uncharted took a lot of cues from them. So, yeah, exactly. You know. So it's all fair game <laughs> it's here, It's all really. fair game here. But if you're, if you're a fan of uh, Tomb Raider... Um, I think Square Enix has basically set up a sort of a heritage site mm. which you can visit and deep dive and go through all the sort of best moments you had with Lara. Yeah. You know, um, my best moment of Lara, I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would be. I, I tell you what it wouldn't be was um, when I accidentally killed her while she was flying down that hill in the first uh, reboot Tomb Raider where that pole goes through her. Oh, yeah. okay. That is, one, <laughs> that is one thing I will take issue with in the uh, reboot Lara Croft Tomb Raider games. They are needlessly violent when she say, dies. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say needlessly, but they're quite graphic. I mean, I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen a death animation that graphic since, say, the first Dead Space. Yeah, where like you know, you literally got your head torn off. But like, and, and that fits for Dead Space, but for Tomb Raider, it just feels <clears throat> very strange. But why? But you know, it's it's interesting that she's lasted this long. Mm. I mean, you know, and she's also she. I think that she occupies that kind of space, uh, perhaps not at the level of Pac Man or Mario. Because like you can go up to people who've never played a game in their life, and, they and know they'll who, know who Mario or Pac-Man is. But I think she's certainly iconic in yeah, her own right. You know, absolutely. Do you think that they turn this an into an opportunity to release a Tomb Raider game? Tomb Raider game, or at least announce one? Because the last one was 
Shadow of the Tomb Raider 2019, I think it was. Um, well, if they're, they're not going to pull it into a new game, um, you know, it, it's nice for the fans to have. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Lara's been quite quiet of late. Maybe they, maybe they, I mean, it's so popular these days, maybe they remake one and two and release it as like a remake bundle, you know? Possibly. Well, the original PS1 trilogy, and like we say, this is the Lara Croft original, or legendary edition. Yeah. They pull a, pull a Mass Effect, you know? Maybe. Maybe. That would be pretty cool. They they remake them from the ground up using you know modern yeah, tools modern and whatnot. That would be right. I'll play that. And then the final piece of news, since you mentioned it, is that Mass Effect is getting a legendary release. Getting a legendary release. They're remastering the, the original Shepard trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect Andromeda can just go stand in the corner by itself. No one wants to talk about that. But everyone still wants to get on Shepard because he has the favorite. She game. has as well. And they have. We'll say they have the favorite game on the Citadel. Mm, absolutely. No, I mean... Mass Effect was amazing, the first one. I remember when it came out. I also remember it dropped at a very weird time. It was something like in the middle of December. Mm. So everyone had already done their best of that year list, yeah. and Mass Effect wasn't on it, and they got grief for it. But, um, Did Mass Effect dropped in December? That's a uh, weird time to drop, to drop for Bioware to drop a big game Well, like I mean, that. that's the thing. is It was released through Microsoft Studios, the first one. Of course, one. because it was an exclusive, wasn't yeah. it? That's fair. And then he got EA bought the IP, I think, mm. and then it was... Uh, and then Mass Effect 2 is one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, and then Mass Effect 3... Was fine. Was fine. <laughs> was fine. It was, it was good. It wasn't bad. No. Uh, they had an extended cut that kind of recontextualized the ending. We don't need to get into that. Point is, though, if you've never played Mass Effect... And yeah, I don't a great know, time to. It would be a great time to. It really, yeah. really would. Because they, they it doesn't look like they haven't remade it. But they have done a lot of work remastering, mm. because that's what it is, essentially. But like, it looks like decent remastering work. They've redone textures, character models have been overhauled entirely. They've added 4K, HDR, all that stuff. Mm. And the fact that they've also brought in 40 packs of DLC mm. is pretty impressive. I want to know what those 40 packs are, though, because I remember distinctly Mass Effect 3. A lot of those DLCs related to the multiplayer, and that's not in the Legendary Edition. Wow, that's interesting. Which is quite a shame, because that multiplayer was actually pretty fun. Well, yeah, I mean, you know had the same problem with Bioshock collection when it came yeah. out a few years ago because Bioshock 2 had a pretty decent multiplayer, multiplayer as well you know although I mean if you didn't get in on the ground floor you just got turned into paint yeah yep. anyway moving right along you have been cowering under the duvet playing a game called The Medium, medium The Medium I've been playing The Medium although I haven't I wouldn't say I've been cowering all that much because I don't think it's all that scary but it is, is billed as a horror game it's billed yeah so this is the thing right it's billed as a horror game but I don't think they're trying to make it outright scary i think what they're going for is a very unsettly and unsettly creepy kind of game Mm -hmm. you're meant to feel gross and weird while you're playing but you're not meant to be like shivering with fear okay well okay before we get into that give us this the The media okay so the the medium you're playing as a woman by the name of marianne who uh, is a medium who can see and talk to spirits of people that have dead Mm -hmm. that people that have dead people that have dead people that have dead and she gets a phone call from someone uh, by the name of Thomas and sa- who says, I know what you are, I know what you can do, I need you to meet me here. And that's the plot. Yeah. Then the rest of the game is you going and looking for Thomas, uncovering a lot of who he was as a person mm-hmm. uh, and who Marianne is as a person, a lot of the trauma and, and incidences of her past and whatnot. It's a very character-driven game. Right. This is, when, this is, by the way, when we start saying things like this is a character-driven game, we are saying that was that was your lot for the plot. Yeah, that's about it. There's, yeah, there, there, there is that though, because I mean, from what your review, if I remember correctly, you said like one of the things that hooked you in mm. was how everything unfolded. Yeah, and the thing is, is that like if you announce how everything unfolded, everyone will go, 
Oh, I don't need to play that. Well, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not going to go into like how everything sort of connects, right? Mm. But it is very much a game driven by the relationship Marianne has with this person that has just contacted her and how that mm. um, grows and develops over the course of the game. It's, it's very well written. You wouldn't expect it to be that well written considering the developers' other games. Right. Such as... Layers of Fear. Layers of Fear, Blair Witch Observer was actually very well written. But mm. the other horror, mainline horror games weren't especially fantastic on that regard. Mm. But it is generally a well-written, well-presented game with some great voice acting. Mm. Uh, Troy Baker is in it, because of course he is. <laughs> He's like the new Nolan North. Yeah, of course, I mean, yeah. He's I feel everywhere. like Nolan North is passing, passing the torch to Troy Baker. Yeah. He just does everything. He, but Troy Baker plays a role you would not expect him to play, and it's kind of weird to hear his voice in it. Okay, but it's 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 a it's a good game. It's you said it was like a point and click from the uh... very much so. It's like it's like point and click in that it is you do, it drops into a little like location, little area, and it gives you one or two puzzles you need to solve by basically just walking around, picking up an item, saying, "Hey, this item fits with that. Cool, I can progress." Yeah. It's not complex. It's not difficult. You are playing that game for its writing, for its story, and not for the actual engagement for of it. If that makes any sense, kind of. It's um, I suppose it'd be kind of like um, I mean, if you were going to go to a point-and-click sort of uh, bracket that sounds very similar to this. I mean, I don't know if you ever played a game called The Unavowed, mm -mm. right? So essentially, what you are is a person who um, arrives, who, who dies, and is sure. brought back. I hate group. when that happens. Well, um, well, it happens every week in Apex Legends. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But um, uh, you get brought back to life by this group of supernatural people, like someone can see a ghost and somebody sure. else can do this and someone has an immortal and all the rest of it. Sure. And the the game, like you said, it's, it's not particularly frightening. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no jump scares or anything like that. But like... You know the, the the sort of meddling between our world and that world mm. it makes the whole thing very unsettling. Of course, you know, and that, well, that, that seems to be the vibe they were going for in the media. Hundred percent, exactly the vibe they're going for. The atmosphere is very, it's chilling, it's creepy. There are so to to explain this one, but the the next gen feature of this right is that there are times when. Marianne is split between the, the real world, our reality, and the astral plane. I don't think it's called the astral plane, but like the spirit world. Yeah. Um, and the game is rendering two different levels at exactly the same time. The levels are the same layout. They yeah. just look visually different. Yeah. And the fact that it's able to do that without a load mm. is kind of wild. Yes. Because those, because I was looking up interviews with the developers, and they're like, "Yo, no, these. It's not like a cutscene where it's just you know, mm. the middle. we have rendered two different levels and have like stitched them together with alliance and like." bisecting the screen wow and it is genuinely impressive to mm. see how quickly they do that one of the best parts about the game is that in the demon spirit world whatever there aren't any doors there's like flaps of skin stitched together <laughs> and like to get through them you have to find a razor and slice them and wow. it is so sad even marianne says this is weirdly satisfying yeah. and i didn't know how to relate to her from that point onwards <laughs> wow but it's, it's 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 a good game. It's it's I mean it's on Game Pass. You don't need to if you have Game Pass you need to buy it, which is already a tempting offer for mm. most people, I think. It's mm. cool to see like a next gen showcase on the, <laughs> the Xbox because I feel like at the moment we haven't really seen that much of it. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, this this month I mean we we've gone through quite a few games this month. Mm. And while some of them have been like really really good, you're going this would have been really really good. On the Xbox on the One. On the Xbox One, exactly. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or even the PS4. Hitman 3 was like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but I mean, that was on everything. But Yeah, but but that's also a game that they didn't tinker too much with it. That's true, that yeah. was very much untouched. The, 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 the visual style's there, the chiptastic kind of soundtrack is still there. Which is the so controls, good, The controls are absolutely the same, mm. you know, the grind is the same. The, it's yeah. still unfair as hell. It's but still yeah. unfair as hell. It's better to be playing with people. With people, yeah. Without people. Um, you know, I mean, to be honest, I think... Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is one of those games that um, I think they released it just because there were so many people complaining that they couldn't buy it. Mm. Um, I don't see a, a grand future of a Scott Pilgrim vs. the World franchise. Probably enough, not. But like, it's nice to have it back. Yeah, um, it's not cool. It's, it's, I always like knowing that games can be preserved a little bit, you know, mm. instead of just being forgotten and unavailable for future generations. Well, it's, it's also nice. like when you think about it, it's interesting that you see like games like that that are 10 years old and they pitch up and like, you know, it was it's just what was released before yeah. but what was released before still can find an audience now mm. you know i mean it's we're we're lucky that we live in an age where games age quite well yeah you know yeah. i mean i'm sure that loads and loads of people will tell you that the first deus ex one of the most amazing games on the face of the earth and if you've ever played it and blah blah and then the, you go back and play it and then you go back and play it or inspector would be very disappointed <laughs> in you <laughs> but i mean also like you, you know go back and play the first tomb raider mm. it sucks it sucks i don't know it sucks I, I think that you, you the, the the kind way of saying it's a product of so its time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. It's a product yeah. of its time. Yeah, I mean, you know, and when you consider what was around at the time, mm. it stands out That's fair. quite well. That is fair. Um, are we looking forward to anything this coming week? Well, you've got a code for Little Nightmares I've got Little 2. Nightmares 2, which I'm very excited to play. I'm... But you're not allowed to tell anybody about anything until next week? Yes, I'm not allowed to say anything about Little Nightmares 2 until next week. So that's all I can say about that. Other than that, there's a couple more reviews coming out. There's I think a... there's a... I think... Isn't there a Mario game coming out? You'd probably know more than I would. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it, it. I'm looking forward to February because... January, even though we did a hell of a lot in January. We did a lot in January. You know, and we keep saying it was quite a dry month, and then you look back at what we did. And you're, you're like, like oh, shit, we actually did quite a lot in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You know yeah. and, you'll, and you'll miss January when September and October roll around this uh, year. Well, I mean, that's depending if anything gets announced, because at this point they're looking very sparse. Mm. But I think that's going to do it for stuffing around this week. Absolutely. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. And uh, if you want to catch up on any of the news we've been talking about you want to see it in writing form you can find it on stuff.co.za you can also follow us on twitter and facebook and facebook 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 you can follow us on the facebook and if you join our twitch channel as stuff a sub plays, yeah stuff as plays. a sub you get access to our minecraft server which mm. we set up this week you want to join us uh, for some minecrafting we usually play minecraft on wednesdays or whenever we want to <laughs> um you can join us there so subscribe to us on uh, Stuff plays underscore ZA on Twitch. And I think that's going to do it for us this week. My name has been, my name has been, and it will probably change in the future if I'm going to continue on with this. <laughs> Your name has been Brad. My name has been Brad. This has been well, My Nick. name is still Nick. Your yeah. name is still Nick, and that won't change. Thank you very much for joining us, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>